0: Ready. All right. oh, that was it's, funny. it's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber.
1: Hello and welcome to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie filling it in for uh, the vacation WB, who is taking the rest of the year off to relax, unwind, and get ready for a new season of Southern Race Week Radio coming up here in mid-January as we get set For another season of racing, NHRA, uh, IndyCar, NASCAR, So excited for the racing that's going to be going on here in uh, 2022. But this week on Southern Race Week Radio, a special episode as we're going to be uh, kind of uh, zeroing in on the short track world. As we're going to be visiting with some of the best uh, short track drivers on the circuit right now. And also some of the best venues that are going to be holding some of the biggest events coming up here in the next few weeks. And uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. And also on Twitter. At SRW Radio, appreciate all the loyal listeners checking out the podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Coming up on this special edition of Southern Race Week Radio, we're going to be speaking with short track drivers JoJo Wilkinson from Hueytown, Alabama, and LaVar Scott, from Rev Racing, and then we'll also get the inside news of what else is going on in the world of short track news with the one and only Lenny Patiki, the host of PRN at the track. But we're going to kick off this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio with a very special guest joining us live from Five Flag Speedway as they're going to be having some big events coming up next week for the Snowball Derby, one of the biggest and most premier short track events on the calendar, and on the year for any event going on in the United States of America. And to break it down for us and let us know what's going to be going on, let's welcome in one of the main men in charge over there at Five Flags. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Tim Bryant! (laughs) Woo! uh, Mr. Bryant, thank you so much much for taking time to uh, join us here again this week. On a Southern Race Radio, sir, hopefully you're doing well, my friend.
2: Uh, doing well, Alfred. I don't even know what to say after that intro. Uh, that's WB all over again. <laughs> uh, so uh, wish him well on his vacation. But, hey, it's uh, it's it's a pleasure to be on with you. And, man, we're excited because the 54th Annual Snowball Derby, this year presented by Hooters, is uh, just around the
1: corner. And i got to tell you, everyone is fired up and excited. This is one of the biggest events that go on around the United States of America. I mean, you bring in the biggest names in racing for this event Uh, Now, the actual racing will be going on next weekend, Saturday and uh, Sunday, which will be December 4th and 5th. But you got events leading up starting on the 1st of December, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then into the weekend with qualifying special events going on. Off the top of your head, for some of our listeners out there, who are some of the big-name drivers that are going to be competing at the Snowball Derby at Five Flags Speedway?
2: You know, we've got the who's who of short track racing for sure, uh, sprinkled in with a little bit of a NASCAR flavor, Alfred. And, uh, uh, and by the way, uh, I, I, we're excited, uh, uh, myself and our crew, but we're also tired because we've been working extremely hard uh, over the last 45 days preparing for this event. It's, uh, it's turned into to quite the spectacle, Uh, we call it the Snowball Derby experience. It's just so much more than just a race. But uh, when it all boils down to to Sunday afternoon's main event, the 54th Annual Snowball Derby, uh, we will have some headlining names in there. Of course, uh, Ty Majewski, uh, the Wisconsin-based driver, uh, with with the of a bright ask our future ahead of him comes in as the defending winner uh Derek Thorne, who's the hottest short track driver on the west coast, is coming from California uh, along with a guy named Jeremy Doss, who's also a big winner uh, on the west coast uh, you can go uh, go north as far as maine and you'll 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 find a guy's name named Derek Griffith, who's also one of the hottest short track drivers uh, in the country and then uh, a host of drivers from Wisconsin, including five time snowball Derby winner rich bickle who was going to make his final race here in the snowball derby this coming weekend so uh that said uh speaking of nascar ryan priest uh nascar cup series driver and two-time snowball derby winner and nascar star eric jones also be in the field uh here this weekend
1: and uh, this is your 54th annual event of the snowball derby and so for some of our listeners out there who might not know the history of the snowball derby how did this event come to be what it is today
2: Well, a gentleman named Tom Dawson moved from Ohio to Pensacola, Florida, and bought Five Flags Speedway in 1968. He wanted to end the season uh, with a big event, and he wanted to do it when all the other tracks were shut down. So he picked the first weekend of December and called called it the Snowball Derby. Uh, There's multiple stories on where that name came from, but it has kind of stuck. It's uh, this year, it would be the 54th uninterrupted year, which is almost phenomenal. Uh, All tracks, including this one, have had their ups and downs and been through changes in management and that sort of thing. Uh, uh, the, the, I'm, my family, uh, we leased the track in 2004 for three years and, and then we're able to execute a purchase in 2007. And, um, you know, uh, I always tell folks that, uh, now we're stuck because we're still trying to pay back the bank, uh, for, for, uh, loaning us the money to buy the place. But, uh, anyway, uh, I, the event has just, has been a staple in short track racing. Fans are very supportive. Uh, you know, we, we, we feel a, an extreme obligation almost puts pressure on us because we want to deliver what fans come to expect from the snowball derby so we work really hard at it and uh, uh you know we've had a great fields of drivers uh the you know the stands are full every year uh and so you know we want to continue that tradition but it's just something that people look forward to and obviously you know back to the the beginning of what i said, started to say here i think the timing is good it's not so close to Christmas that people can't come, but yet it's after most of the other racing is shut down. So, uh, you know, we've got a good spot on the calendar. We're going to keep that for, for many years to come, hopefully. And, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're just uh, terribly excited about the 54th this year. By the way, uh, reserve seats are sold out for this event. We are we're still selling general admission seating. So for people that might want schedule information and, and ticket prices and stuff, they can find all that on our website at snowballderby.com.
1: So, Tim, the track is always one of William Barber's favorite tracks to visit. You guys are in Pensacola, Florida, which is near the beach, which is why he loves to go there because his missus enjoys spending time uh, at the beach. But tell us a bit about the track itself, the dimensions, and how it races.
2: Well, it's a half-mile asphalt, high-banked oval, uh, 13 degrees in the, in the turns and 8 degrees in the, in the straightaways. We just repaved the front straightaway, so that's just a, a little bit of a question mark to all the people that are familiar with this track on, on how that will will race. We actually had to, to repair the front straightaway because of all the rains that came, uh, through Pensacola this summer. Uh, it kind of compromised the base underneath. So we got all that repaired and, and, uh, it's a, it's a tricky racetrack, very fickle in that, you know, a guy can come here with a setup for one race and it's ideal. And then he comes to the next race and, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, he can't hit himself between the eyes. Um, you know, so uh, uh, it's it, it, it's it's a it's a weird racetrack, and racers will tell you that. So they come down here. They they like to practice. They have always testing her cars, looking for a little more. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, 300 laps on Sunday afternoon is a long race. There'll be some strategy involved. And ultimately, the guy that can take care of his equipment the best for the longest uh, will wind up in Victory Lane.
1: December 3rd, 4th, and the main event will be on Sunday the 5th, but things will get started down there in Pensacola at Five Flag Speedway starting on Wednesday, December 1st, and it'll run all the way through Sunday, December 5th. So uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. Once again, as you mentioned, I know you said that uh, pretty much most of the things are sold out, the seats, RV campgrounds, campsites. But you did mention there might be a possibility of some tickets. So before our uh, listeners drive out to Pensacola and maybe be disappointed that there aren't uh, tickets available, where can they go to to call or check to see if there are uh, tickets available that they can get their hands on?
2: Yeah, all our ticketing information is, is, is on our website at snowballderby.com. Uh, it's got uh, seating uh, of, of charts and, and, and ticket pricing. Again, the reserve seating is sold out, but the general admission seating will remain. We do have some track side parking uh, on the inside of the infield for Sunday afternoon's race only, uh, and all the haulers are removed from the infield, so visibility is, is good there. Uh, I might also mention for folks that uh, uh, that, that can't make the trip down, Speed51.tv is our broadcast partner here. It's on the new racingamerica.com platform. Used to be speed51.com. Again, now racingamerica.com, but it's still powered by speed51.tv. That's where the race broadcast will will be held. Uh it is a pay-per-view broadcast, but it's streamed over the over the 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 world wide web and i tell you they do a fantastic job they're going to have multiple cameras they'll have pit side reporters uh it'll be a network broadcast all over again so we're very proud of our affiliation with speed51.tv
1: well there you go so if you can't make it out to the event at the track well you'll be able to view it, and check it out there uh, on the World Wide Web. So very cool there, racingamerica.com. That check out all the information and speed51.tv as well. Mr. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, Good luck to you as you get set to welcome in the best of the short track world into five-flag speedway, and we can't wait to see the results and who comes away with the checkered flag this year.
2: (laughs) Alfred, it was our pleasure. Always always fun to be on uh, Southern Race Week. Uh, Again, hope WB enjoys his vacation and you're doing a great job feeling.
1: Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the
2: Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
1: All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this special short track edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as uh, we're kind of bringing you the biggest names in the world of short track action. And we've got another special guest joining us right now on the Food Depot Zoom line coming to us from... Huey Town, Alabama, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in front of the show, Miss JoJo Wilkinson. Miss Wilkinson, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week. Yes, sir.
3: Thank you so much.
1: And uh, before we went on the air here, you were telling me just how tired you are because uh, you've been one busy lady. Uh, as many of you who listen to the show frequently know, JoJo is become a big name in the world of racing this year, but also you do so many other things besides uh, racing. This is your senior year of high school. In fact, you're a cheerleader for Hueytown High School, and uh, you've been making a, a little impressive run there in the high school football race. So, uh, and then you're also helping your dad in the shop with, with your car, and you're out there racing. I mean, what's it like to juggle such a, a crazy and hectic schedule at such a young age?
3: Um, It takes a lot of drive and motivation from not only yourself, but also other people around you supporting you, but it is very hard on me, but sometimes I take a day off, and I have to realize what I'm thankful for, so I just try to work hard at what I do, and whenever you work hard, you have good accomplishments that come out of that.
1: So as you come up on this holiday season, the perfect opportunity for you to like reflect and, and look back at the year before you start a whole new year, and you have a, a very impressive 2021 and year. Um, we've been talking to you for almost seems like two or three years now. It's how long you've been a part of the show and we've gotten to know you. And this year has definitely blown up for you as far as your success and, and being able to race in different series. So for you, as you look back on this year, what for you will you take away as the best highlight of 2021 for you?
3: Everything that I've done this season has helped me and, different ways many different ways actually so I would take everything from this uh, 2021 season from doing the Bill McAnally Drivers Academy to working harder in the shop with dad and just every race that I've been at this year I've improved every single time I've gotten into the car and I think that comes from me running the Drivers Academy um, I got a lot of seat time doing that and working with a lot of other people and other drivers. So uh, this year has probably been one of my best years in racing ever since I've started racing. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, I'm just hoping that I can bring it into the 2022 season and uh, work even harder to get more accomplishments done.
1: Now, as you mentioned, you were in the the race academy this year that led your, uh, to your ARCA debut as well this year at the time when you were starting the academy you weren't sure if you'd be able to have a sponsor that would be able to help you financially support you in these other events that were coming up that they wanted you to be involved in but you had to have a sponsor and you've had a great sponsor who stepped up for you to help you along in accomplishing the things that you've been able to do this year so i really want to give you an opportunity to mention them because i know they have a special place in your heart because they've really been the one of the, the many sponsors who have backed you behind you all throughout your racing career to even up to this point right now
3: yes sir anthony with instacote premium products he has given me the opportunity to race all of these races and do plus some outside of just racing the late models um if it wasn't for him i wouldn't even be where i'm at now and i don't think that i would even be as good in the late model as i am now um but Bill McAnally, he taught me a lot. He taught me how to work with sponsors, what to say, never feel bad for asking for money because you're doing them a favor as well. So I kind of grew as a person trying to get that sponsorship, but I'm so thankful for that and so thankful for Bill for encouraging me to do that as a driver. I'll never be able to repay Anthony. Just very thankful and just glad that I'm a driver that has these types of opportunities, not even being just a female, but being a driver, it's hard to get sponsorship. And people say that it's easier for females and pretty females to get sponsorship. And it's not easy at all. It's not easier. It's taken me a very long time to get a sponsorship. And I'm just very thankful that this year has brought me so many opportunities with them.
1: Speaking with short track driver from Hueytown, Alabama, Jojo Wilkinson here on the special short track edition of Southern Race Street Radio and the Southern Race Street Radio podcast. And as we approach the end of the year, you're still busy. You still have a few more races. In fact, that's probably another reason you're so tired is that you've been working on your ride because you still got a couple of events coming up. So tell us about the snowball event coming up here. I know you're trying to work on that. So tell us a little, a little bit about that great event coming up for you.
3: Uh, We've always ran pretty decent at the Derby, whether it's rained or, um, I don't know, we've always had decent luck there, and I hope that we can continue doing that, but the Snowball Derby is one of the uh, more funner races, I guess you'd say. Um, There's a bunch of people down there, um, a lot of good-named people that get to see you and watch you around the pits, on the track, so I have to... Uh, present myself very well and I work harder going to the Derby um, because you never know who's going to be there and who's going to be watching you Um, and so I just want to take every opportunity that I can coming up this next week and work as hard work harder than I ever have this season especially with running a few Arca races now and having that sponsorship I want to be able to have all eyes on me Whether I'm on the track or in the pits or doing an interview, I'm going to work hard and give 110% with whatever I'm doing down there. Last year, I actually got Bill McAnally's number at the Derby, and it's led to me having an amazing 2021 race season. So I'm hoping that this year can bring a lot more opportunities for me and um, for next season.
1: Now, I know you've uh, got a lot of that racing from your dad's blood. He was also a former driver as well. You guys have a, a very close and, and a close bond and relationship through the world of, you know, of racing and everything like that. And I know that there's no bigger Chilean than your dad. Uh, what are some of the things that your dad has brought to the table? Is he one of these kind of dads who tries to give you advice? Do you go to him to uh, ask questions? Uh, how's that dynamic in that relationship like on and off the track?
3: Uh, We have a really good father-daughter relationship, I guess you'd say, but he's also my driver coach. Um, If it wasn't for him, I definitely would not have the sponsor that I do now. He encourages me, and he is my backbone to absolutely everything, whether it be racing, school, cheer, at home. Um, We just have a really special bond, I guess you'd say, that I've been through a lot that he's been through. Um, But before I even had the sponsor, everything was paid out of his pocket, and uh, he's the one who got me to and from the racetrack, and in between getting in the racetrack, getting out of it, whatever. Um, I haven't, I've never really had a big sponsor. It's always been him. So I'm just thankful that I've represented myself well, and I've ran really good lately. to having a big sponsor, it kind of relieves a little bit of stress off of my dad, which um, I've worked really hard for, and I'll never be able to repay dad for anything that he's ever done for me.
1: Well, uh, Joe, Joe, we've really just admired your career and how much you've grown and how much you've done. It's so impressive, and the future definitely looks bright for you. Um, If our listeners want to continue on with your progress, keep up with what's going on with you this season, and then also, what's coming up for you in 2022? Uh, where can they, uh, Where can we steer them for that uh, information and details?
3: Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, they're all the same. They're under Lynn, JoJo Wilkinson. Um, I normally post a lot on my Facebook page of racing and then Twitter is just um, updates throughout the race day and then Instagram is more of like behind the scenes stuff, what I'm doing that week or whatever it may be, but all of that social media and we're still looking for extra sponsorship because you never have enough and it takes a lot to get down there and even for next season we have some big plans and uh, we haven't really announced anything yet but we're hoping to get all of that together after the derby and I really appreciate you taking the time I know I've held this off for a little while but I really appreciate you working with my schedule and stuff.
1: Well, Miss Wilkinson, when you're a big deal guest, we always make the arrangements to uh, do what we need to do to get you on the program. So, but listen, you've been a busy young lady. You've had cheerleading, you've been getting your car ready, you're being a normal teenage girl. So listen, that schedule's always is always hectic, but we appreciate you making the time to uh, join us this week. So good luck to you in the Derby coming up and uh, enjoy the rest of your year. Happy holidays. And we'll hopefully talk to you again early in uh, 2022.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Hey, listeners, this is Jamie Little from NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's
1: edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's South. We Continue on with this special edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we take a look at the world of short track racing and driving. And this week, we are honored and privileged to have one of those great short track drivers that has been on the program once before, and we're very honored and blessed to have him return back here on Southern Race Week Radio, as he comes to us live, as we are joined to him from the uh, Food Depot Zoom line. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in driver for Rev Racing. It's Mr. Lavo Thank you so much for taking time to uh, join us yet again this week on a Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Hopefully, you're doing well, my friend.
4: Yes, very well. How about you?
1: Doing good, doing good, sir. So this is a special edition of Southern Race Week Radio. As I mentioned, we're looking at the best short track drivers, and and you're definitely one of those drivers that has been really making some noise here lately. So we wanted to get uh, an opportunity for you to kind of uh, dissect and break down your 2021 year for us. You've uh, done a lot of racing. You've been with Rev Racing as well, which has been a very successful team. You guys seem to be just blowing up. So tell us what it's been like being a part of Rev Racing, and all the great drivers that you're affiliated with within that stable of, of of team.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a true honor to be a part of this team. I mean, they just what we do, what they do at the shop, and how they how they treat us and take care of us or anything we need. I mean, we got me, Isabella, Regina, Raja, We this is this is my second year. It's pretty much everybody's. Isabella has a lot of time in the program, but Raja's third year, Regina's second year with me, and they just. Anything we do, they, anything we need help with, they are there. And it's good to have guys like Roger and Nick there who's in the ARCA program, has been there for a little more years. And like if I have any questions for help with marketing or, or just driving, go to Nick and Roger because they already been through the stuff I'm going through. And Nick's raced these late miles for two years now. So he's he's already knows all this stuff and he could teach me a lot, help me a lot. So it's good to just to be a part of this program, be a part of the guys who have the same dream as me and guys who can help me achieve that dream.
1: Now, you've had a very impressive year. You've won some races. You've done a different bunch of different types of vehicles and driving. So for you this year, what as far as a highlight or anything that stands out to you, what one for you are one of the top moments that
4: you remember from this past year of racing for you? It was definitely the two wins I got. The one winner I got at Hickory and the late model rev, rev racing, and then the, I went to Mexico in the, NASCAR, in the NASCAR trucks and won there. So I think those two wins, because before that win in Mexico, that is, was, I was probably on the my- – like a year and a half without winning like in a dirt car or anything. So just to finally pull, pull one off on that. And it was, that's, it was my first asphalt win too. So to finally pull one off, it was it was pretty predictable.
1: When you go through a long losing streak like that, what goes through your mind as you go to each race every week?
4: It's definitely really, really frustrating. And it's it's like, it, it's indescribable how, how, how much it hurts you as a person and as a driver because you don't know, you, you start to think, like I have to, you, 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 every every driver is going to win, is going to lose a lot more than they win. But when you go a year without winning, it, it really just like you start to think, hey, maybe I'm not, maybe this isn't for me, or maybe I don't have what it takes to be that good of a driver. And for me, like my dirt cars at home, I'm I, like I work in them cars all the time. It's like it's what I love to do is just prep that car and go to track maintenance. In. So when I do all this work and I'm working very hard to to be fast in this car, and I don't see it paying off on track, like it it, it truly hurts. So if to finally get one done, it it, it just makes up for it. And once you once you that's when you get that first win again. That's when it, the fire comes. I, I want to get more. Do you appreciate the wins more
1: when you go through a long streak like that when you're not winning races? Does it make you appreciate? Because like you said, it's tough to win uh, week in and week out all the time. These some of these Cup Series drivers make it seem like it's an easy thing to do. But even like Kevin Harvick won you know a ton of races last year, didn't even win one this year. So yeah. so th- does it make those wins more appreciative for you to?
4: when you go through a long streak like that? So much more appreciative. And I and I think that's why we do it because like all every driver know you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot more, but every driver is fighting for that for that win. Cause just getting a getting a win, it's, it's, it's no other feeling in the world. It is truly the best feeling in the world to get a win and beat 32, 40 other guys on track.
1: Speaking of our scott here, a Rev racing driver on a Southern Race Week Radio, as we wrap up the year here and you're getting set to enjoy the holidays. That means pretty soon we're going to turn over a new calendar year and we're going to go into uh, 2022. So I'm sure you have a lot of high expectations uh, for yourself as you enter next year. Uh, what are your plans or what do you have pretty much finalized as far as racing will go for next year?
4: Yeah, next year I'm going to be back with racing for the late model program for 2022. And for that, uh, I feel as though we already got a year under our belt, so we have some experience. We don't have a lot of experience because we didn't get to race much this year with just tires, and we had a lot of rain dates and stuff like that. But I think just to get that base of what we learned this year and carry it to next year, I think it would help a tremendous, a tremendous amount, and I can't wait.
1: As far as your future, you obviously a talented young man. You've really made some waves with Rev Racing. How far do you want to go? As far as the ultimate goal for yourself is it the Cup Series where where would you like to be maybe in five or maybe five to ten years from now?
4: Ten years definitely the cup series. I mean, that's why we that's why we are here and do what we do every week just to make it to make it big. Um five years I, I would like to be around the Xfinity series, Chuck series maybe, but in ten years I would definitely love to be in a cup car.
1: Now your teammate Roger Karut, he will have a part time ride in the Xfinity series uh next year. And how I mean, I know you guys are very close friends and you guys are part of the same racing team. So, for you to see a teammate of yours who has taken the same path as you're taking right now, and you see him having an opportunity in the Xfinity series, how ex- how excited does that make you feel to know that it is possible that I can continue to work hard, work, learn everything, and then move up to the next level? It's
4: extremely, like, it It, it gives me so much joy to see what he's doing, to see what he's making of himself. Cause it, Three years ago, he was just playing Ivory on his desk computer. Now he has a chance to Xfinity series, and it's 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 crazy, and it's good to me because I know if I have any questions or help, Rod is right there. Like he he loves to help me with anything, marketing, driving, everything. So it's it's awesome to have him right there and see what he's doing. He's truly well, making the most of his opportunity.
1: Very true. And now, Lavar, before we let you go, of our listeners want to keep up with your progress, uh, follow you along on social media, kind of keep up with what's going on with you, uh, where's the best place to go to to uh, keep up with what's going on with you and, and your career?
4: Just my social medias and RevRacing social medias, which is mine is Scott 34 on everything. Twitter is LaVar Scott, and then RevRacing Instagram and Twitter to keep up with everything.
1: Well, LaVar, we really appreciate the opportunity to join us here on the special short track edition of Southern Race Radio, sir. We have really have grown to uh, see the talent you have, and we're looking forward to see what the future holds for you. And looking forward to following that career here on Southern Race Week Radio. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week.
4: Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Ben Rose, the 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion. And you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network It's We continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to have our next guest joining us here on the Food Depot Zoom line. As he comes in from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, the home base for Lenny Patiki, as he's joining us for the latest in uh, short track news and uh, keeping us up to date here on this special short track edition of Southern Race Street Radio. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, let's welcome in Mr. Lenny Patiki.
0: I'm thankful every Thanksgiving for uh, openings like that. And uh, we're, we're not at PRN, which is over that way over at Charlotte Motor Speedway. We're in my garage here. Where I think you can see i got an Oglethorpe uh, Speedway decal on back there and a number of other great racetracks that we've been to. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Alfie, and uh, everybody there at uh, Southern Race Week Radio.
1: Well, thank you very much, Lenny, as we uh, uh, say the same to you and your family as well. You just brought up Oglethorpe Speedway, which is uh, a track that just had their last event. Last weekend, you are actually there in attendance at Oglethorpe for this uh, amazing event, 70 years of racing at that great facility, and they have shut things down. So tell us about the evening, tell us about the racing itself, and, and tell us about the atmosphere of the crowd and, and, and the staff of the facility as they say goodbye to 70 years of uh, history there at Oglethorpe.
0: Uh, I tell you, it was it was touching and sad in some respects, but the family of Oglethorpe Speedway coming together and, uh, you know, you had Ted from Atlanta Motor Speedway, who used to be the general manager there. He came by. uh, They presented him with a uh, Years of uh, Service Award and just so much special. Darlene and uh, everybody there was, um, you know, upbeat as much as they could, knowing the circumstances. The racing on the track was fantastic. Uh, You know, it was one of those nights where it's like, wow, I bet, you know, uh, that that must have uh, been part of why everybody kept coming here for 70 years. And with Andrew Stone uh, taking the win, uh, Brendan Yawn led most of the uh, final race, the gladiator division, Stone was right there on him, and the kids' parents uh, owned the track. He could have spun him out. He could have done anything he wanted to, but he was respectful, stayed close, and when the time came, very late in the race, he made the move and got the victory, and uh, it was a storybook ending to a track that uh, will never leave our hearts, but, um, you know, it's gone into uh, lost Speedway world because the uh, growth of uh, the Savannah Harbor is just a, a fantastic thing for our country and uh, the state of Georgia. But it's uh, just, you know, part of the demise of the land that uh, sits under Oglethorpe Speedway.
1: And another big event uh, coming up here soon is the Snowball Derby is going to be taking place. What are your thoughts as we get closer to the Snowball Derby itself and some of the drivers that uh – you have your eyes on to maybe come away with a checkered flag there?
0: Well, I think uh, drivers that I have my eyes on, I got to see him with my own eyes last week, Ty Majeski at Florence uh, Speedway in South Carolina. And uh, I I can't believe a guy could start on a provisional and get the luck uh, with a big crash late in the race to get him back close to the position and then take that victory. And with Mike Herman Jr., second generation driver, Uh, as his spotter, and all the things that go into it. Majeski is certainly on a roll, but I would also say that about Matt Craig, who won the uh, Nashville 400, and Sammy Smith, who uh, didn't do too well. He was involved in the crash in Florence, but he won the Governor's Cup. They're all going to be uh, right there at the very end. Chandler Smith from Georgia is going to be a powerhouse. Bubba Pollard, of course, going to be a powerhouse. Casey Roderick will be there. We understand uh, there will be some others, uh, you know, from the state of Georgia participating. Pensacola is going to be rocking on the weekend of the 5th, and uh, hopefully folks will tune that race in because I think we'll see some excitement. Uh, NASCAR star Eric Jones is going to be there. So uh should be a pretty good little show. Well, Tim Bryant
1: and everyone's over there is all ready to go. They've been working on this for months and months, and getting ready to welcome a sold-out crowd, basically, there in, uh, for that great event. Now, uh, speaking with Lenny Patiki here, you can hear him on PR, uh, PRN at the track, which is his program, short track program that he does that covers the Southeast and the Midwest. So as we approach the end of the year, Lenny, um, a lot of great news in the short track world. Um, for you, let's make this your State of the Union address for short track racing here at the end of the year. Uh, what are your thoughts of the short track world as we wrap up this year?
0: Well, I think that uh, it's been a year of recovery and uh, a year of now looking forward to some major races next year. We've got races in the twenty and $50,000 range falling out of every, out of every tree now. So uh, that's going to be big money infused into the race teams that they've needed through this pandemic. And then there's a million at Eldora. That's going to be a whopper. Uh, it's been more than 20 years, uh, 2001, since that million was a part of racing. So that'll be very neat to uh, see. And in fact, George's own Ozzy Altman is on. PRN's at the track this week describing what it was like in 2001. So uh, and getting us ready a little bit for uh, 2022. But I think if I could talk to the promoters, I'd say the same thing anybody has said. Uh, fix your bathrooms. Get them right. Uh, make sure you got internet connection. That's the next thing. We got to get these young kids uh, tapped into Twitter and get us tapped into where they're communicating so we can reach out to them and keep communicating. Get your shows done early. If you got to cut five laps each division, you're going to be better off finishing at 10, than eleven thirty quarter to 12. So, uh, sorry, racers. Uh, we're in love with you racing But not racing into the middle of the night where our fans and those borderline fans, not everybody has to be hardcore to build this sport. It's the ones that are our neighbors that will come once, twice, five times a year. They're the ones that add those extra butts in the seats that keep us all going. So let's think of them a little bit. Better bathrooms, better internet quicker run shows, I think if we get that done. We'll have stuff to complain about after it, of course, but I think that'll fix a lot of problems in 22 and beyond.
1: Uh, Lenny Patiki hosts a PRN at the track. Now, if our listeners want to get a hold of that podcast,
0: go PRN.com or the PRN app. They both have archives of shows past. We've had over 100 different unique females on the show, over 1,000 different guests. We're not talking about chassis setups and things like that. We're talking about what it meant especially like we have a girl on this week, uh, Jaden Daniels, she won a race for her father on his birthday with two last lap passes that she had to run, one with like the green white checker and then got passed again and still made it back. Uh, The determination that she had in that was Earnhardt epic like, and uh, you get to hear why it was so important, uh, as I said, because it was her father's birthday And it's a neat story in this week's PRN at the track. Follow us on Twitter. We'll keep you updated with all the grassroots racing information we can find. Well, Lenny, uh, as we wrap another year here of Southern
1: Race Week Radio this year and uh, take a little hiatus uh, before we return for Daytona 500 in mid-January, we want to thank you for all you do to contribute to our program uh, with the short track news and everything you have in the world of short tracks. We always appreciate you taking the time. You've been generous with your time. So enjoy the rest of the year, sir. Uh, We'll talk to you again in 2022, and uh, just have a great holiday season, my friend.
0: Happy Thanksgiving, safe holidays, and Merry, Merry Christmas to you and all of the Southern Race Week Radio fans. Bye-bye.
4: Hey, this is Jamie McMurray, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
1: All right, that'll wrap up this special short track edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening in to the program this week, and also thanks to our great guests joining us On this edition of Southern Race Week Radio, thanks to Tim Bryant from Five Flags Speedway, also Jojo Wilkinson, along with the LaVar Scott, and then also the host of PRN at the track, Lenny Baticki, for delivering to us the latest and recent short track news you can use. So, uh, wow, it's hard to believe we're getting close to the end of the season. Now, we have one brand new show Next week will be our final new episode of Southern Race Week Radio. Then we'll be playing some best of programming, leading us up to the debut of a new season of Southern Race Week Radio in mid-January as we get set and prepared for the running of the Daytona 500 at Daytona International Speedway. Man, it's going to be here in the blink of an eye. We're going to be at Daytona. And then don't forget about the Bush Clash at the LA Coliseum that will kick things off for the NASCAR season in 2022. So a lot of exciting stuff, a lot of exciting news. So uh, make sure you keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter, as we're always giving you the latest in racing news and information you can use. Just go to facebook.com slash Southern Race and like the page and follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And don't forget about the email address. So feel free to email me anytime if you want to come on with the program and uh, promote what you got going on. It's srwradio at yahoo.com. So uh, we really appreciate the great guests joining us this week on this special short track race edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio. So, of course, uh, enjoy the rest of, uh, I guess, uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, we, I mean, we just celebrated Thanksgiving, so hopefully you enjoyed that time with your family and friends. And we look forward to joining you again next week for the final brand new episode of Southern Race Week Radio for you as a wrap-up another season of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.